Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. This is the Fantasy Cantina. Whether you want blue milk, Rito gumbo, or fantasy football advice, we have you covered. I don't have it with me. Tell job. And I think for my dead body. Oh, you bet you You're listening to NFL Fantasy Live. Welcome to the Fantasy Cantina here on Sirius 210 XM 87. Hey guys, you enter the cantina, you leave your lightsaber at the door, but you can bring your blaster. Marcus, this is your first. I'm adventure. Excited. I'm glad to be into here the, in the cantina. cantina. Absolutely, nothing really changes in here. We just have the the, the funky music from Star Wars. So, do you uh, do you have your tickets for the Phantom Menace yet? Not yet, but uh, I, I'm going to go with Harrison. I think um, it's not a mandate, <laughs> but I think I'm going to go. Fe- I think it's like February 10th. It opens February up. February 10th. Yes, I have to go see it. I, listen, I, I love Star Wars. I'm a Star Wars geek. Right. I mean, that's just the way that is. Of I course. think you are too. So is Harrison. Am. And I admit it, and I embrace it. Um, Can I jump in on your mandate there? Yeah, dude. Sweet. Is that a threesome now? <laughs> you know, I, I knew that was coming from from one of you guys. I thought maybe Handel was gonna was gonna uh, jump in on, on that. Tatooine? I don't know. Uh, listen, there's a lot more than that. A lot on Tatooine. Yeah, listen, there are a lot more Princess Leia didn't even have a bra. You know? Come on, they didn't have. They don't even have bras in space, right? <laughs> the, you guys know when she wore that that bikini on Jabba's ship. I mean, that was something to see. There I'd be more impressed if Princess Leia was involved in your little there, grouping. There was a lot to see. No, not now. Not Have you seen Carrie Fisher? Have you not seen now. Her not now. No. Touche. Yeah, back then, yes. Uh, or we we can always get Natalie Portman in here, which I would much prefer. But that's not neither here nor there. We do have a call. Ryan in Toronto has a question about running backs. Ryan, welcome to the Fantasy Cantina. Hey, Fabs, how you doing? What's going on, my friend? It's good. Good to be here. Um, I just wanted to touch on uh, Fred Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he was uh, he was a huge fantasy sleeper this year, and uh, yep. you know a lot of people uh, maybe 
considering him as a possible first-round selection next year. But um, I see Fred Jackson as a total bust. I don't think he should go anywhere near the first round. Um, I I completely agree with you. Yeah, because, I mean, the emergence of C.J. Spiller, you know, you waste uh, a first-round draft pick on a running back who doesn't really live up to expectations. Mm -hmm. And, you know, now he's kind of given him something. I think I think he's going to be the guy going forward in Buffalo. Um, I just I, I see Fred Jackson as just you know a one year wonder, and I'm staying away from him in the first round. Yeah, listen, Fred Jackson. I I don't think you can draft him until probably round five if you're talking yeah. about a ten team league because he was great, he was fantastic, but when yeah. he got hurt, that was the worst thing that happened to his fantasy value because C.J. Spiller came in and he was great. Listen, I won a fantasy league. Due in part to C.J. Spiller because I picked him up off the waiver wire and he was fantastic. And Chan Gailey has already sort of said, listen, we've got a nice tandem. Tandem. Scary word when you're yeah. talking about running Very backs. scary word. So, Ryan, I agree with you. Fred Jackson is not worth the first-round pick. I say he goes off the board somewhere in round five, maybe in round six in a 10-team league as a two or a flex it's yeah. one of the situations where coaches in the NFL, especially guys named Mike Shanahan, hate our fantasy teams. <laughs> they don't care about running backs being featured backs anymore. They just want to be able to keep their talented players fresh. And they want to be able to utilize players' skills. So Fred Jackson, early down guy. C.J. Spiller comes in on passing situations. Maybe lines up in the slot. Maybe lines up wide as a receiver. But the fact of the matter is, the Bills don't have a lot of talent on the outside, except for Stevie Johnson. David Nelson doesn't excite me. Donald Jones doesn't excite me. They're going to utilize both of these guys, and that's going to hurt both of their ceilings from a fantasy perspective. Yeah, C.J. Spiller right now is is looking to fill... I think a lot of that role that Percy Harvin does in Minnesota, where he can be that slot receiver, he can be a guy who gets the ball out of the backfield, but regardless of how they use him, just know that they will use him. And as you mentioned, he's going to take a lot away from Fred Jackson this year. And so that makes it very kind of tough to deal with Jackson because he's a guy, I think, if you'd have talked to folks back in in November, even into December, Fred Jackson was looking like a solid keeper in a lot of keeper leagues. Now, all of a sudden, C.J. Spiller is a legitimate part of that offense, and everybody, as you mentioned, Fabs, in in Buffalo saying that it's going to be kind of a two-back system going forward. Mm -hmm. Suddenly, Fred Jackson goes back into the draft pool next year, and he is not nearly the the value that he was this season. Yeah, Ryan, thanks for the call there. Great stuff on Fred Jackson. Let's go to Zach, who is also calling from Toronto. We've got the Canadians calling Canada. in today, man. What's going on, Zach? Oh, uh, not much, guys. How's it going? Good, Good pal. Good. Uh, my question was just regarding, uh, I mean, I feel like all the running backs this year were just so injury prone. I mean, yeah. I guess that's due to the short off season. But uh, I was just going to say, uh, I don't think that like Charles or, you know, I guess Fred Jackson, you know, Peterson, all these guys have not significant first or second round value just because, you know, it's proven that running backs that come back from an injury like that are just apparently brutal the next year. So I was just wondering if you guys have any like, insight on that or whether you think the injuries are that costly. I have actually been doing research on ACLs when it comes to running backs. And <laughs> the research, it, it's, it's, been, it's been frightening. It's, it's honestly been frightening. If you look back, and we can go back a long time, we can go back to the days of Terry Allen and Jamal Anderson and back to Edger and James. Edger and James was an elite fantasy running back. He got hurt. I believe it was, was it 90, 
99, 2000, I can't remember. He got hurt, missed most of that year, okay? He was on pace to put up gigantic numbers that year. Gets hurt. The following season, he doesn't even rush for 1,000 yards. I believe he only scored four touchdowns. Then, after a full year, he had another big year. Adrian Peterson's injury happened late. Richard Mendenhall's injury happened late. Charles's injury happened in the second week of the season. That's an advantage for him. What's also an advantage for Charles is that he's young. Peterson's young, too. But Charles doesn't have nearly the workload on his body that AD does. So, do I think Adrian Peterson is worth a first-round pick? Even in a best-case scenario where he's expected to be back in week one, guys, I don't. Uh, even in a best-case scenario, I think he's a second-round pick or a third-round pick. And I love Adrian Peterson. I've interviewed Adrian Peterson. The guy's a beast. He was my number one overall fantasy player heading into 2011. You have to be Superman to overcome an ACL as a running back, especially with his style of running the ball in the first year back. And I love Peterson. Like I said, he's not Superman. I would say if you're also looking at at the comparison between Jamal Charles and Adrian Peterson, for instance, one thing that works in Charles' favor is that while he was gone, the Chiefs never really found anybody to fill his slot at the running back position. I mean, they moved through guys. They moved through Jackie Battle, Thomas Jones, Mm -hmm. even Dexter McCluster getting a few touches in there. And they never really found anybody that could replace that production. Meanwhile, in Minnesota... Toby Gerhardt, sure, he's not Adrian Peterson, but he did a pretty good job filling in in that slot. And he has earned himself some more touches next year. So even when Peterson comes back, he may not get the full load of carries that he did previously just because Gerhardt's proven he can be effective. Uh, Thanks for the call, Zach. And next up is Michael, and he's also from Toronto. Michael dropped. Okay, so we had two guys from Toronto. We had a third called in, and he dropped, unfortunately. But his question was about the top three running backs next season. So even though he didn't stay on the line, I can still tell him that the top three running backs are going to be Foster, McCoy, and Ray Rice. (laughs) And you can basically flip-flop Ray Rice and McCoy, one or the other. It's not going to matter now. Now, Mike and Dell came in, and I told him I would talk about the Raiders running backs. And listen, Michael Bush is a guy that I, I had in two leagues because I drafted McFadden and I handcuffed him. God, thank God, because I, I won leagues because of Michael Bush. Darren McFadden is about as durable as a glass chandelier, okay? He's never played a full 16 games in the NFL. Last year, he had the foot injury, and we all thought, okay, it was no big deal. Maybe miss a couple weeks. Didn't play again. Michael Bush is a pending free agent, and the Raiders have already said that one of their top priorities is keeping him. I have Darren McFadden ranked 11th right now at running back, and even that scares me, okay? I I really think maybe Darren Sproles needs to go ahead of him. Regardless of PPR standard. After a few years of getting burned by a player, I mean, you, you start, you know, it's, it's just like you're a kid. You touch the stove a couple times and you're like, Jesus, this thing's hot. I don't want to touch this again. McFadden's like that hot stove. And I, I just can't see him being a first-round pick. Maybe he's a second-round pick late. Maybe uh, he's certainly a third-round pick. But there's huge risk. And the, and the big thing with McFadden is that, okay, yeah, well, you can say, I'll just handcuff him with Michael Bush. You know how hard it's going to be to handcuff Darren McFadden after (laughs) Michael Bush had such a fantastic year in 2011? You're going to be taking Darren McFadden in round three, and then you're going to have to handcuff him with Bush in like round five or six. That doesn't happen. It's going to be real tough. You have to fill out your starting lineup before you start going with handcuffs. Michael Bush is a guy that if he leaves via free agency and gets a number one job somewhere, I think he's a first or second round pick, probably a second round pick. If he sticks in Oakland and you've got a backfield committee, guess what you got, guys? You've got Bentha Pudu. 
You've got another <laughs> headache on your hands at the running back position. You know, the thing is, I think Michael Bush may be the guy who sticks in Oakland, and it could be Darren McFadden who goes elsewhere. I mean, you talk about being a kid and getting your, your hand burned on the stove. You wonder how many more times the Raiders can get burned by Darren McFadden not being there before they get tired of it. I mean, Michael Bush had more carries than McFadden this year. Bush had 256 carries, which is a career high for mm-hmm. him. McFadden, because he just was never around, played seven games, had 113 carries. I think... The fact that Michael Bush has yet to have a full workload over the course of a 16-game season makes him a little bit more of an intriguing prospect, whereas at this point, you kind of have decided that, that Darren McFadden's not going to give you a full season. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's the guy in Oakland at the start of next season, and that makes him a lot more attractive fantasy wise And it's too bad. And unfortunately, listen, you know what? Fantasy football is huge in this country. Uh, it's not big enough where we can make personnel decisions. It's, it's big everywhere. <laughs> But we can't make personnel decisions. Give me Darren McFadden in Oakland, okay? Give me Michael Bush someplace else. Give me Michael Bush in Cleveland, okay? Where he could be the featured back. Give me Fred Jackson in Buffalo and put C.J. Spiller someplace else. There's a lot of talent (laughs) on the same team, which kills our fantasy values in Buffalo, in Carolina. You put Jonathan Stewart in a featured role with the Panthers, by God, you've got a second-round pick on your hands. You've got a guy who's going to rush for 1,300 yards, score double-digit touchdowns. But because D'Angelo Williams is there, you've got headaches. Same thing in Oakland. There's a lot of that going around the National Football League where teams have running back depth, and it kills fantasy value. We didn't even get into the fact that the Browns might even bring Peyton Hillis back next year. I know, and... He's one year removed. All right, the curse is over. He's been cursed. It's done. <laughs> it's not like that curse in that movie. Um, oh God, it was on last night uh, with with a really good looking blonde blonde hair. The ring? No, it wasn't the ring. Uh, now I, I'm gonna have to Google it. Uh, I can't remember what the name of. Oh, drag me to hell. Okay, gotcha. It's not like that curse, right? Where the demons drag you under a train track <laughs> into the ground and you're felt gone. Like that at times this year. Yes. But if Peyton Hills comes back to Cleveland, Montero Hardesty's not getting the job done there. And Hills was pretty good in, in 2010. He was a top five fantasy running back. They, the curse got him. But who's to say if he returns to a featured role with the Browns and they decide to go with Robert Griffith Jr., uh, Robert, Robert Griffith III in the draft... Hillis is the featured guy there. He is the featured guy, and so you hope if you're if you're a fantasy owner or you're a Browns fan that interesting that the team is not dealing with the fantasy yep. football dark arts there. All right, guys. Well, that was all for the fantasy cantina, the final fantasy cantina of this season. But we will certainly be bringing this this back next season. We're going to break here. Matt Money Smith from NFL Fantasy Live and Petros and Money is going to join us on the other side. Snap Haney giving him that forte. Following the block of Spath, he is brought down, knifing in as Derek Johnson. He's really good. Outstanding linebacker. Matt Forte is down, not getting up. If you like the NFL, you're going to like NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Hey guys, welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Michael Fabiano with Marcus Grant. And we are pleased to welcome in our good pal from NFL Fantasy Live. Matt Money Smith, who's also a Chicago Bears fan. So, Money, I hope you didn't shed a tear to that sock that we had man. there. I mean, that was 
I had nothing to do with that money. Yeah, I, I, I mean, that I, out there. I asked for a Forte highlight, and they gave me a Forte low light. Highlight? My God, what's going to, like, in the middle of an answer, you guys going to play Jay Cutler throwing that pick? Chargers, where he broke his hand, and the Bears' fortunes were thwarted. Oh, man. You know what, though, Money? We've been talking about running backs for a lot of the show today, and Matt Forte fits right into that conversation clearly because before he was injured, I mean, he was one of the top running backs in fantasy. Elliot Harrison would always talk about, oh, by the way, if you didn't see NFL.com Live today, Harrison and Pat McAfee had a little man thing going on today. It was a little, it was a little weird. They're good-looking they, guys, Fabs. We can't relate I think to they that. Might, I, but they make, I mean, it, <laughs> it looked like to that, man. it was kind of like they were flirting a little bit. I don't know. But so Matt Forte, great year, gets injured. Mike Martz no longer in the mix. Mike Tice now comes in. He loves to run the football. Tell me your thoughts on Forte's fantasy value and his potential production next season. Do you see fewer receptions, fewer receiving yards? Uh, what kind of role is he going to play in the offense? Yeah, I don't think the the bear. I mean, first of all, it's going to come down to Phil Emery, the new GM that was just hired there, and whether or not they want to get. You know, is Matt Forte going to be happy? You know, because they've already said they're going to franchise him if they can't mm-hmm. work out a long term deal. And we know oftentimes that does not work well with running backs that they end up holding now because they don't want that franchise tag. So that's obviously yep. something to keep an eye on. Second thing, just as far as how the offense is going to look, I don't think we're. I don't think we're done. And I don't think the Bears are done in terms of that offense. You know, they they promoted Mike Tice. They gave him the offensive coordinator coordinator title. But Mike Tice isn't really a play caller. And that's why I think you start, you know, you're starting to see them look at quote-unquote quarterbacks coaches or assistant head coach, quarterbacks coach, when they looked at Greg Olson and some of these guys that were turned down for Olson. But I wouldn't be surprised if you see them bring someone else in that maybe they can lean on Tice a little bit more and say, let's have this guy call the plays because look Tice is going to I mean if you're a Forte owner if you're looking to draft a Forte in the first round it's going to be you know he's going to be able to run that ball and and Mike Tice done a great job with that offensive line so he's going to get more touches and I'd say he'll probably be you know Fabs you were talking about taking out those those bubble screens and the dump passes but I think he'll be a more productive fantasy player because he's run very well the last two seasons you know four and a half per clip you know, money. Obviously, with Forte, that's their hope is they bring him in long term and they lock him up. Cutler is is certainly the quarterback for the foreseeable future, but his targets have left a lot to be desired. I mean, it, it seems like they've really got to go and do something to upgrade that wide receiver position for next year. First thing they'll do is the draft, just because right where they're selecting, and it's been a long time since they've drafted a receiver high. I believe David Terrell, the last one, and of course that did not work out well. Yeah, that didn't work out so um, But I think you look at where they're picking this season, you know, at 19, and almost everybody has the same name slotted there. Michael Floyd, Alshon Jeffrey, uh, maybe Kendall Wright, if he slips down there from Baylor, you're going to see them take a receiver because that looks to be a value position at that particular point in the draft because you're going to see the top-tier offensive linemen gone. Riley Reef, Jonathan Martin, you know, Matt Khalil, those guys are going to be gone. You know, maybe David DeCastro out of Stanford, the guard, if he slips there, they'll think about taking him. But I've got to believe that's number one, Marcus. And number two is dipping into free agency and, and seeing whether or not you can fill, you know, instead of going after the Sam Herds of the world and the Roy Williams, trying to get that big name receiver, Deshaun Jackson, of course, comes to mind, to come in and give Jay Cutler a legitimate target. Uh, you know what's funny, Money, is that I always do research with stats and everything else for fantasy. And, and maybe you know this for sure, but I'm pretty sure that the Bears have only had, I think it's four or five thousand yard receivers ever 
in the history of the uh, the well ever since the Super Bowl era. Yeah, they had um, that's what, it. Two in the same Mark, season with with Curtis Conway and Jeff Graham. Yeah, uh, Marty Booker. Mar- exactly, Marty Booker, Marcus Curtis Robinson. Conway, yeah, right? It's, Marcus uh, Robinson. I think that's it. It's limited. Yeah, last year you had Johnny Knox get to nine sixty nine, yep. I believe. Yep. Um, he was not not this past season. The season before this, he was knocking on that door. And look, it, it, it's it, you know that is one of those positions that as as you know you can see across the league. If you get one guy, if you have one player that can draw attention, the entire receiving core is dramatically enhanced. Look at look at Eli Manning. You know, look at Eli Manning's numbers in production when Hakeem Nix was out versus when he was in there. And and I'm not saying Victor Cruz isn't all that. He is. He is a remarkable receiver, and he deserves to be paid a fortune. He is that good every time he touches the ball. But when you've got Knicks, it, it makes Cruz better. When you have Cruz out there, it makes Knicks and Manning have better. You know, Jay Cutler's never had that. He's never had a receiver on the field that makes everybody else on the field. But, I mean, you have Johnny Knox and Earl Bennett opposite one another. Come on. The the Devin Hester, I still call it the Devin Hester experiment at at wide receiver. I mean they've they've gone gone out of their way to try to make him a full time guy. I mean I, I don't see him as anything better than a number two or, or number three guy. I mean are, are they still going to hold on to this idea that he can be a dynamic pass catcher? Well, I'll say there's a reason why I didn't even include him in that. <laughs> I mean, that's that's my position. I you know look he's he is as good a talent as we will ever see in in terms of kick and punt returns. He's I mean he's remarkable, Hall of Fame caliber. If you decide to induct somebody for that particular facet of the game, but you know I mean and look to his credit, he's you know my understanding from the people I talked to out there is he's he's working. He desperately wants it. He puts in the work. He puts in the effort. His routes have gotten better, but it seems like when he runs the right route, he drops the ball. When he you know supposed to go in, he's cutting out, and you just see that pouty face from Jay Cutler. You know, he's he's just not, you know, inherently receivers are, you know, they fall into that role. And it just, you don't get the sense that that's natural for him. Much like, look, i got to make a Tim Tebow reference right here, uh, Fabs. Um, I can't just, wait. It's just like Tebow, you know. Yes, they've been working on his mechanics. And, and, hey, things are going well. He's throwing the ball a little bit better. But guess what? When the chips are down, all of a sudden, what do you see? That giant wind-up awful looking worst motion you've ever seen from a quarterback <laughs> and i think that's similar to what happens with hester is clearly you, you didn't watch a lot of tyler palco this year did you <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know that, that's the thing with hester is he reverts to bad habits and as long as they continue to think they have a potential number one in hester it's going to prevent them from going out and spending money on a deshaun jackson or investing a number one in michael floyd so i think that's you're right marcus they have to get past that in order to improve the receiving core. All right, let's move on from the Bears' money and talk a little bit about next year's first round in fantasy leagues. And listen, you and I have had the conversation about quarterback versus running back, and I am slowly turning the page. Oh, yeah, that page will be turned by the time it's, it's time. Yes. <laughs> you know that fast. So, so here is my question for you, my friend. You have the first overall pick next year. You going Rodgers or are you taking a running back? That's, it, it's you know what it's tough. It really is because you look at the production. You know there are so few bell cows out there, mm-hmm. and you know that if you pass in that first round, you have no chance of getting one. 
So if, okay. if you have the number one pick and you know you can get Arian Foster and you know he's going to get 20 touches and he's going to catch a couple passes out of the backfield, it's so hard to pass on that. But then again, yep. you're going to see – look, fantasy is no different than reality. It's copycat. And when someone decides to take Aaron Rodgers number one or take him number two, you're going to see the run. You know, your next pick mm-hmm. is probably going to be Tom Brady and your next pick is probably going to be Cam Newton. And your next pick is – you know what I mean? That's, you're going to see that happen. So now you have to resign yourself if you have the number one pick that by the time, you know, let's say it's the 12-team league, you know, number 24 mm-hmm. comes around. Okay. You're not. I mean, what quarterback are you not getting? You know, now, right. now, now, what are you doing? Because you're going to get your second running back and your quarterback there probably. What What are you going to get as a quarterback? Are you looking at Ben Roethlisberger, Joe Flacco, Matt Schaub at that point? I mean, what do you do then? I'm going to have some fun with you and Marcus. We're going to play a little game here uh, in the last couple of minutes here before we have to let you go. Arian Foster, Lashawn McCoy, Ray Rice off the board, guys. Okay. You have the opportunity to take the best running back left on the board, which to me is Maurice Jones-Drew or Aaron Rodgers. Who do you take? I take Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, um, I, that, that's I, a value. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, Marcus, I didn't mean to jump you there. No, go ahead. Drew no, I, Brees. I Drew Brees. Or Jones-Drew. Oof. I might take Brees over Jones-Drew. Mar- uh, money. Yeah, I'll take Brees. Brady or Jones-Drew. <laughs> Probably Brady. Yeah. Okay. It, you know what it is, Faz? It's just speaking to how little faith I have in Blaine Gabbert. And they have to go with Blaine. Mm-hmm. Look, they have no – I mean, speak, you want to talk about no targets for Jay Cutler. My goodness, Blaine Gabbert yeah. has nothing to throw. He's got to. nothing. So that, and look, I know Jones Drew was still wildly productive, even though mm-hmm. he was back there um, with Blaine Gabbert. But I just uh, – you, you have to get the sense in that division, um, you know, I, I – I suspect the Titans will be on a bounce back. That I mean, we know how good the Texans are against the run. Uh, Indy, of course, is a big question mark and how they're going to move forward. I just don't like the idea of those two, you know, four games against those two defenses, and I don't know what their mm-hmm. out-of-conference looks like right now against a team that has a quarterback I have zero faith in. And, and that's my big issue with Jones. I, I want to find the cliff here before, before I let you go, pal. Matt Stafford or Jones Drew? I'd probably go Jones Drew over Stafford. Okay. No, I'll go Stafford. All right, so y- your cliff is, is Stafford. Is, right. I'm Cam Newton. Going. Cam Newton or Jones Drew. Oh, right? absolutely Cam Newton. I Tony Romo. Tony five. Romo or, or Jones Drew. I mean come on, Fabs. Cam Newton's a top five pick, right? Isn't he? <laughs> I, I, don't you think Cam top five no, pick? I no, I don't. I don't, man, because I'm not I, I don't see thirteen touchdowns again. Here's the thing. Fabs. Again? You know what it is? You got it. Speaking of uh, speaking of our man E. Harrison and McAfee, you got yourself a crush. You got a crush on that little bowling ball, Maurice. You know <laughs> no, man, listen. We, love him. we all love him. I l- listen. Newton was fantastic, man, and I think Jones Drew is in the same category as Newton Money. Neither one of those guys is going to have as good a year as they did in 2011. You I just don't talk see about it. The uh, the outlier I, year. And how I know. I don't it. see it. Listen, I think Newton's great. Thirteen rushing touchdowns. He's gonna he's gonna have the same number. Is he gonna have ten? No, I think he can have maybe eight. That's still good. He'll be even better next year because they're gonna get him another weapon. I think draft. I I think that defense will be better, which will get him the ball more often. Um, Look, here's my thing with. uh, I mean, it's hard. It's so hard to 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 make a case against MJD because he does it every single 
year. Mm-hmm. But, we, in, I mean, you know, they shifted the rules five years ago, you know, and, and when they did that, it became a quarterback's league. When you reduced contact between the cornerback and the receivers, all of a sudden quarterbacks were allowed to put up. There. And that's why I agree with Dan Marino when he talks about, you know, Drew Brees and that number versus his versus his 84 season. You know, I, I just – it's so – it, it's so hard to to say, okay, a running back's going to be more productive than these very mm-hmm. capable quarterbacks that we know to some degree just have that advantage over every other position on the field. Money, great stuff as always. We're going to let you go. I know you have to run here, but uh, we appreciate you coming on, man, and we'll be uh, we'll be seeing you around the office very soon, my friend. I'll leave you with this. Remember, yeah. they, we, we did this on Fantasy Live. Remember, we have mm-hmm. the stats that uh, that um, I think Sudley got them for us. Maybe yep. you pulled them, Marcus, but they, they the percentage of players, the percentage of teams that won their league that owned which players. Yeah. And do you remember what we saw in all of those numbers? It was all quarterbacks, man. It was Cam Newton, Aaron Rodgers. You know, Calvin mm-hmm. Johnson was the one guy that kind of jumped above everybody else. And Victor Cruz, too. Yeah. Victor Cruz. There were no running backs, you know. Mm-hmm. Arian Foster was so, and LaShawn McCoy were so far below all those quarterbacks it was remarkable right. i think it just speaks to you know what you're struggling with right now which is yeah. if you want to win your league you better have one of those guys yeah all right money all right, thank guys. you as always great stuff my friend we'll all be right. seeing you see you, soon. See, you see, you, see you money welcome back to celebrity jeopardy once again i'm going to recommend that our viewers watch something else that having been said, let's take a look at the scores. Michael Fabiano. It's in first place with zero. You'll rue the day you crushed me, Trebek. This is NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Knock, knock. Who's there? Me, the guy who slept with your mother last night. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> NFL <laughs> Fantasy Live, Sirius 210XM87. Um... Struggling to come up with something to say after that. Those are always quality. The fantasy or the uh, the celebrity jeopardies on SNL were always oh, yeah. good stuff. Absolutely. So now we're going to go into our fantasy jeopardy, and Marcus Grant is going to take it away as the pseudo Alex Trebek. Marcus. All right. So here we go. This is the number of games Adrian Peterson will play next season. Ooh. I am going to say. He is going to play 14 games. Okay. Am I right? You are correct. I am correct. You are correct, sir. Wait, do I get applause or anything? That's pretty tough. Oh, I got in-studio applause. (laughs) That's like pity applause right there. Listen, I, I don't think Adrian Peterson plays a whole season. I do think he's tough enough where he could come back in time for week one or... Maybe he misses a couple of games at the beginning of the year. I don't think he's going to be as productive. Typically, running backs coming off of ACL surgeries in the first year back are not as productive. Even if he does come back, though, in week one and he does play 14 games, I'm still not taking him in the first round. All right. Uh, next, next question. The number of tight ends that will be drafted before the fifth round in most 2012 drafts? I will go three. Three. Wow. Good call. That's actually what I had was three. Really? Yeah. So so, so in the first five rounds, Gronkowski and Grammer, no-brainers, Gates is going to be... I have Gates ranked ahead of Aaron Hernandez still. Okay. Is, is Aaron Hernandez... 
I see. I a top be, five round player. I don't think. I don't think ability wise. I don't think he is. But I think a lot of people will look at what he did and look at what Gronk did and kind of equate the two. And I think for a lot of folks, Gates was such a disappointment this year. I mean, his foot injury kept him out for so long. Mm-hmm. I think it knocks him down the boards. I think you see the the Gronk Graham Hernandez trio go early, and then you get to you know, round five, and that's when you see the Gates and the Vernon Davises and those guys come off the board. Okay. All right. All right, Alex. <laughs> Next, of Tim Tebow, Cam Newton, or Michael Vick, the quarterback with the most rushing yards next season. Ooh, that's a tough one. Uh, I think, oh, man, because I don't think Tebow's going to get in 16 games, and I think Cam Newton's in a worse offense, so he's going to have to scramble more. I'm going to go with Cam Newton. Ooh, you guys are all good. I, maybe my questions aren't hard enough. Yes, I had Cam Newton for that one. I guess I should have come up with some yeah, you're, questions. You're, you know, you're like playing the Buccaneers as a running back. You're, Apparently, you're a cupcake. I am. I am. I, I'm, I'm that, that, no, Trevor's right on. Uh, it's Cam Newton. Michael Vick, always hurt. Tebow, as much as I loved him this past year, I, I, I think Newton's the answer there. All right, here we go. This running back will lead the New Orleans Saints in yards from scrimmage next year. Uh, see... I, I've got to go with Darren Sproles. How do you not go with the guy? He's so versatile. Teams can't stop him. He is one of the few guys shorter than me that plays football <laughs> professionally. Okay? And actually, Jones Drew is another one of them. So I'm not... Well, I am short, but 5'8". What, he's say 5'6". But he's so versatile. I know Mark Ingram will be back at 100%. Pierre Thomas is in the mix as well. Chris Ivory, I think, will sort of be pushed out uh, with all three of those guys staying healthy. Sproles runs it effectively. He catches the ball out of the backfield. I mean, this is a guy who is in the top 15 in fantasy points among running backs and in the top eight in PPR leagues. It's Darren Sproles. It's got to be Darren Sproles. All right, this one. This yeah, one, well, I'm going to start calling you Cupcake okay, Grant. This one's going to be tough, right? Uh, and Ro- one, oh, Rob, you get the tough one. This one has to be tough. Who's going to be the starting quarterback for the Giants next year? <laughs> yeah, right. Is that tough? Uh, this quarterback will lead the Arizona Cardinals in passing yards next season. I like that one. I like that one. I am going to – do I have to name the undrafted rookie? Because I don't think it's going to be Manning. I don't think it's going to be Cobb. Can I take, like, C, the player to be named later here? No. Okay, I'm, a, then, I'm listen, gonna, then I'm going to say John Skelton. Oh. Ooh. Wow. Um, Alex? Yeah. <laughs> I am going to say – wait. Peyton Manning. Wow, Peyton Manning. I'm man. going Peyton Manning. Uh, uh, this is in my fantasy world, okay? Okay. In my fantasy world where everything works out for the best. And uh, listen, Larry Fitzgerald and Peyton Manning, that defense is getting better. That team finished, what, 500 with Kevin Cobb and John Skelton and Neil Lomax and whoever the heck else was quarterback <laughs> in that team last year. You put Peyton Manning on that team, and they're going to contend for that NFC West with your beloved San Francisco 49ers. I'm going to go Peyton Manning. Uh, all right, Trevor, do you do you have an option there? Uh, man, no, there's no option there. That's the problem, isn't there? Uh, I guess I'll go Kevin Cobb, uh, just to be the contrarian. All right. Um, I actually think it's probably a D, none of the above. Who is it going to be? Now, I, see, I should get credit for that one. He should get partial credit for that one because there's just there's nobody there. I mean, they've they've given up on Cobb. He was a, a train wreck at times this but year. But don't they have to give him a pretty big bonus coming up? If they don't, then he goes bye bye, and they traded all that. You know, they gave up uh, Dominic Rogers, Camardi, and oh, that's 
just t- turn out to be a, a very bad trade. But even if he stays, I don't know that he he gets 16 games under center there. And I don't know that, that he is the passing leader for that team. They may just spread that around. So I, I'll give you half a point on that, Rob. You, you get at least partial credit for, for that. Okay? <laughs> Excellent. Now, do you have a tough question? The number of touchdowns Roy Hallou will score in 2012. Oh, is it? Am I up? Uh, actually, technically, I think that's Trevor. I think it's Trevor. mine. Sweet. Ahead, if you buddy. want to take it, Fabiana, you're more than no, welcome. No, 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 <laughs> no. Listen, the, uh, look, I, I follow up fast the rules. We're following the warm-up round I now, can't remember. So this is the real one. All yeah. right, well, here we go. Um, with Roy Hallou, I think he, you know, and he's obviously with uh, the shenanigans that go on over there in yeah. Washington. I think he's going to get definitely some, but you never know who's going to carry it the whole season. So I'm going to go with like a solid average number of a five. Very good, actually. That's what. That's uh, right around where I had was five touchdowns. So uh, I'd say I, I think I, I think he could have more than that. I think he can have somewhere between seven and nine. I'd say probably on the low end of that, though. But again, you never know with Shanahan. Uh, all right, who buzzed me? <laughs> the guy that got I, it right buzzed you. All right, all right, Fabs. This is for you. Yeah, this Buffalo Bill will lead the team in rushing yards next season. Ooh, see now I like now that's a question I can I can wrap my fantasy brain around and I'm going to say Fred Jackson. I know we had a caller early on who talked about Jackson not being worth an early round pick, and I don't think he will be, but I still think he was good enough while he was healthy that he will see more carries than C.J. Spiller. I think Spiller will see certainly his share of the workload, but I think Jackson sees more touches overall. Spiller sees more work as a receiver out of the backfield, maybe lined up in the slot, maybe lined up wide. I think it's Jackson. It's close. I think it's going to be Fred Jackson, though. I go. I have Fred Jackson. All right. Next question. This Manning will throw the most touchdown passes in 2012. The most touchdown passes in 2012. Who is Eli? Notice the amount of confidence I said that. <laughs> but, yeah. I'm gonna, yeah. Say it Eli. like you mean it. Yeah, who is Eli Manning? Eli Manning is the correct answer for that one. Wow. Okay. No one has faith in Peyton. So, hey, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call an audible here. Okay. We, we've got a caller. Roger in Virginia. And I think Roger in Virginia should play Fantasy Jeopardy. Are you down, Rog? Uh, yeah. Listen, I had a question. Okay. You can ask your uh, question, and we're going we're gonna to get you in on here. What's your question? Okay. Well, I want to tell you, I watch you on the, the NFL Network. Uh, Michael, you're the the the, the kind of Italian one, right? Uh, yeah, I'm the, I'm the kind of Italian one. Now, let me ask you a question. When yeah. you wake up in the morning, do you comb your hair? Well, let me tell you something. You do a great job. And Marky, which which guy are you? Are you the Jewish guy? The one uh, that does I, the, the dreidel? <laughs> I'm the uh, I'm the the off camera guy. I, I play left out. That's that's <laughs> what I do on this team. Now, now well, let want, me. I want y'all to know. I want yeah, you to right. know I've been listening to your show, and I want okay. to tell you, you guys have been, y'all been cutting some mustard, you know what I mean? Uh, Gronkowski, <laughs> in my opinion, should go 11th overall. Now, now, Roger, let me ask you a question. Um, sure. You, you, you watch the show. Have you ever Have you ever uh, paid much attention to a guy that we have on there? His name is Elliot Harrison. He's kind. Of, the, the, he's kind of. He's, he's about five nine. Real, real good looking. The, the women love him. Uh, and rumor has it that he was flirting with Pat McAfee, the Colts punter, on NFL.com Live today. Uh, do you know you about him? About, let me tell you. I know exactly which guy you're talking about. Right? That guy drives me nuts. Okay, I think he <laughs> plays for the other team. You know what I mean? I think he plays for the other team. I'll tell you that. So I tell you, oh, Marky. 
Marky, I love you. Do some great humor bits. I mean, I, I love the fantasy dreidel and the stuff you do with with Elliot and Money on Fridays. You are fantastic. I appreciate that, Roger. Roger, <laughs> your, your last name wouldn't happen to be Harrison. What's going on, Elliot Harrison? Guys is uh, calling in from Indianapolis, disguised as Roger from Virginia. Now. I know you couldn't say that you were from Texas because then I would have totally known. <laughs> so, so how, how? Number one, I watched a little bit of the show today. Good stuff. How are things? Uh, has has rank eaten everything in sight? And have you gotten Marissa Miller's phone number yet? No. Hey, let me tell you right now. I've had a I had a great time. We got a little, a couple of stories, but but uh, real quick, I want everyone out there listening to know that I greatly miss uh, doing the show this week. That said, uh, Marcus is one of our most valuable players. Uh, Faz, I'm sure you would agree with that. Absolutely. And he's always lurking behind the scenes, and he puts lurking. up great That's debates on the website. He runs the fantasy page, you know, and, uh, you know, with Fab's duties on air so much, we've, we needed somebody like that. So, Marcus, hell of a job. Appreciate uh, it. Second thing, I'll tell you, there's a lot of buzz here about Peyton Manning. And, yeah. and we knew that coming in. But it's shocking. I mean, guys, it's like he's being discussed as much as the Super Bowl itself. And uh, I can tell you the teams that I keep hearing about, and and that's providing, by the way, that the guy's going to play again, are the 49ers and the Cardinals. So, Fabs, I'm going to throw this out to you, and I'd like to, you know, I'm sure our our listeners are interested, what would be the fancy impact if Peyton Manning went to the Cardinals? Oh, I'd love it. I would love it. Um, Again, the 49ers don't have the weapons. You put Peyton Manning in an offense that will throw the football, and Larry Fitzgerald, I mean, guys, he's pretty good, pretty good wide receiver, I mean. <laughs> if if Fitzgerald has Peyton Manning throwing him the football, a healthy Peyton Manning throwing him the football, he's number two behind Calvin Johnson. Right now, I think I have him at about four. He, he moves up. He moves up ahead of Welker. He moves up ahead of Andre Johnson. He is number two. That opens up the offense for Beanie Wells and Ryan Williams, who is going to be coming back from injury. It improves the value. Early Doucette becomes a sleeper. Andre Roberts becomes a sleeper. It completely changes the dynamic of the Cardinals players and their fantasy value. And listen, man, the same thing happened with Kurt Warner. He went from St. Louis, where he was a beast, went to New York and floundered, and then came to Arizona, and his fantasy value and his career resurrected, Elliot, I think would be a great move. Marcus, would you rather see him in Arizona or San Fran? Well, he's a 49ers fan. You can't ask him that. As a fan, you know, Come on. <laughs> there's no question about that. But, I, I mean, I think in terms of his fantasy value in San Francisco, he's still, uh, like Fab said, they, they just don't have the target. So there's anything that was laid bare for the Niners during the playoffs, it's that the wide receiver position needs a significant upgrade. Michael Crabtree isn't ready to be that number one guy. Not sure if he will ever be a number one type receiver. And mm-hmm. for a lot of defenses, if you take Vernon Davis out of the mix, then you have a lot better shot of stopping that 49er offense. So Peyton Manning in San Francisco will be a lot of fun for the fans. Fantasy-wise, I don't know that it does a whole lot for him. All right, Harrison. So now right. you're very familiar with Rob jumping in and saying, we've got to go to a break. We've got yep. a break. So, hey, yep. thank you for calling in. Make <laughs> no sure worries. everybody out there, you check out NFL.com live with Adam Rank, Elliot Harrison, Dave Damashek, Jason Smith, you left me and Marcus here in Los Angeles, but we're going to take your women while you're gone, Harrison. Hey, How about that? Hey, we're on at 9 to 1 Pacific tomorrow. We're going to have a lot of really great guests, guys. So check okay. us out on NFL.com. Harrison, stick on the line after we go. Guys, we got to go to a break. 
When we come back, we'll talk more running backs, and we'll wrap up the season for NFL Fantasy Live on SiriusXM. They have lawns on Tatooine. Hey, they have weight benches on their lawn out there. You Tatooine's what, you know just like guys? one big giant like litter box. I'm doing these guys a favor. I'm showing up to work. You know, I'm sick. I want to be at home watching F Troop or Hogan's Heroes. I don't want to be. I've been watching to work. a lot of Quantum League. And oh, by the way, the video of Elliot Harrison. On air drums during the show is now on Twitter at Michael underscore Fabiano. Check it out. The Force is what gives the Jedi his power. It's an energy field created by all living things. I had a 78 Toyota Celica, a blue one, uh, with a manual sunroof. And uh, I can't say that I never listened to a little Jodeci because I did. And I had Keith Sweat. <laughs> Fancy season starts. On a September morning. You're lucky you're so good looking. Yeah, you know you'd why? never get any girls if you were playing this kind of crap to them. Come on. No, I don't think he likes you at all. No, I don't like you either. I mean, it's time to move on, you know? To quote that movie, it's time to put the air brakes on. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. I don't even know where to start with that rejoin. I know. This is our last show of the season. Um, and, uh, you know, listen, first of all, I want to thank Rob and Trevor for kicking ass and taking names all season long. And Ivy, and we had some other people who worked for the show also. Mike Kendell, Dylan Milner. Uh, obviously, Marcus, I want to thank you for coming in today. And Marcus has been doing just fantastic work all year long on NFL.com. And although the show is ending today, we will be back, much like Han Solo after he was frozen in carbonite. He was back. He was back. He came back. And he didn't fall into the pit of Tarlac. <laughs> Unlike Boba Fett. That, the whole the whole sat there, that they, it just proves that we're all just giant nerds. Yes. So... And you know, fantasy football is like Dungeons and Dragons for jocks. For, for, yes, for sports geeks. Yeah. And hopefully we've been able to help you win a championship or four this past season. And NFL.com will continue to have off-season fantasy spins on everything, coaching changes, player movement. Once the free agent market opens up, I believe it's on March 13th, NFL draft, and then we're right back into it. We are right back into preparing for 2012, which we've already started to do a little bit over the last couple of weeks, talking about running backs and, and the strength of quarterbacks and wide receivers and how the evolution of fantasy football is happening right before our eyes. Uh, and that's going to get here much sooner than later. And again, guys, listen, I want to thank you, uh, Stevie Cohen and Matt Deutsch, everybody, it's been great this season. We've had a lot of fun, Marcus. Absolutely. I certainly appreciate you guys bringing me in for you know this last week and, and kind of letting me hang around all throughout the season. Yep. But uh, we're not done, man. Uh, the NFL is a year-round business, and fantasy football, likewise, mm -hmm. is a year-round sport. So yep. uh, it should be a fun summer. And, uh, you know, hey, I look forward to, to doing this again next yeah, year. I want to, and again, thank my boy Elliot Harrison, uh, who, as much as... 
As much as we bust his stones, I love Harrison, my partner in crime. He is, uh, I'm telling you one thing. One of the people that impresses me the most that, that I've met out here is Elliot because his knowledge is just unreal. unbelievable. Unreal. Unbelievable. So, guys, thanks for everything this year. NFL Fantasy Live will be back in 2012, but for now, we bid you adieu. Take care, and we'll see you soon. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love. Online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details.